Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Energy drinks are out of control. Highly caffeinated drinks have become a cultural staple. But following a death allegedly related to Panera Bread's charged lemonade, has our collective obsession with energy drinks become unsafe? By Tom Ward. Whenever he visited his local branch of Panera Bread in Fleming Island, Florida, it was Dennis Brown's habit to order three drinks in a row. On September 28th and again on October 2nd, and the 4th, 5th, 7th, and 9th, the day Brown died, his drink of choice was Panera Bread's Charged Lemonade. A 20-ounce serving of charged lemonade contains 260 milligrams of caffeine, while the 30-ounce cup has 390 milligrams, close to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's recommended daily limit. It isn't known which size Brown 46 consumed on October 9th, but after finishing his dinner, he left the American Fast Casual restaurant and suffered a fatal cardiac arrest on a nearby sidewalk shortly after. A wrongful death lawsuit filed against Panera Bread on behalf of Brown's family states that he usually drank iced tea, root beer, or water and was allegedly unaware that charged lemonade contains caffeine, as the lawsuit says it wasn't advertised as an energy drink. Elizabeth Crawford, the attorney representing Brown's family, has claimed the drink is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Panera Bread says it's not to blame. Panera Bread expresses our deep sympathy to Mr. Brown's family. Based on our investigation, we believe his unfortunate passing was not caused by one of the company's products, Jessica Hesselschwert, Senior Director of Public Relations at Panera Bread, told Wired. Hesselschwert says the case against the company is without merit, that Panera stands firmly by the safety of our products, and that charged lemonade contains the same amount of caffeine per ounce as a dark roast coffee. That may be true. But while health bodies advise that consuming caffeine is okay, as long as we don't overdo it, in recent years, caffeinated drinks have been getting bigger and stronger, so much so that regulators are stepping in. Panera Bread's drinks aren't the only ones that have raised concern. In January 2022, the internet found itself in a frenzy over Prime, an energy drink developed by YouTube stars turned boxers Logan Paul and KSI. Sold in neon-colored cans and advertising zero-sugar and vegetarian-friendly ingredients, the brand was an immediate hit among the influencers' combined and often very young 40 million Instagram followers, who posted their own viral videos of themselves frantically searching for cans of the drink. 
By July, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer had requested an FDA investigation into the brand, claiming parents were unwittingly serving their children a cauldron of caffeine when they purchased the drink. Prime contains 200 milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounces, roughly equal to two cans of Red Bull plus a cup of coffee. In response to Schumer's calls, the company released a public statement claiming that Prime Energy contains a comparable amount of caffeine to other top-selling energy drinks. The drink is still for sale in the U.S. and U.K., but it was one of six energy drinks recalled in Canada earlier this year, with new legislation outlawing drinks containing more than 180 milligrams of caffeine in a single serving. In a video after the announcement, Paul said that the drinks are compliant with each country's specific regulations, claiming the crazy part about that is we don't even distribute Energy Prime in Canada. Lithuania, Latvia, Turkey, and Poland have also implemented a general ban on the sale of energy drinks to under-18s, with the UK government ban consultation stalling during the pandemic. These moves are a response to a modern trend, the rise of stronger and stronger drinks, but also part of a pattern that dates back over a century. The U.S. Department of Agriculture voiced worries about the excessive amounts of caffeine in Coca-Cola as early as 1909. The U.S. Pure Food and Drug Act was amended in 1912, adding caffeine to the list of habit-forming substances that should be clearly announced on food labels. As a result, Coke cut its caffeine levels in half. Today, Coca-Cola would barely register as an energy drink, containing 34 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce serving. Diet Coke is slightly more caffeinated at 46 milligrams per 12 ounces. Some same-size caffeinated drinks available today contain 300 to 400 milligrams. Energy drinks are safe in the same way that a donut is safe. One every now and again is fine, but eating too many will exceed recommended intake for calories, sugar, and fat, says nutrition therapist and author Ian Marber. Marber explains that caffeine has a similar chemical structure to adenosine, a substance that is part of the process of creating energy and acts like a neurotransmitter in the brain. In essence, adenosine promotes sleep, but metabolites and caffeine prevent it from doing its job promoting alertness in place, he explains. This in turn triggers the adrenaline glands to produce adrenaline and cortisol, both of which make us feel alert and capable. The effects can last for around four hours and can be useful in small doses, but exceed the limits and you might experience anxiety, fatigue, and interrupted sleep patterns. What makes a substance toxic is the dose, says Alex Ruani, a doctoral researcher at University College London and chief science educator at the Health Sciences Academy. Coffee is packed with caffeine, 66 milligrams for a tall Americano or latte at Starbucks. But most energy drinks have exorbitant amounts of caffeine, ranging from 60 milligrams to 200 milligrams plus, she says. The FDA and its European equivalent, the EFSA, both agree that 400 milligrams of caffeine is a safe daily limit. But here's the caveat. Consuming this much caffeine in one go could be fatal, especially when consumed for the first time. In fact, the EFSA advises a single intake of no more than 200 milligrams of caffeine, around 3 milligrams per kilogram of body weight, and that the 400 milligram limit be split into smaller intakes across the day. As well as containing vast amounts of caffeine, the added ingredients in some energy drinks can also be harmful. Energy drinks often contain other stimulants like B vitamins, L-carnitine, L-theanine, and glucuronolactone, says Ruani. When combined, drinkers are faced with a potentially hazardous cocktail that can upset several body systems, including the brain and the heart. 
It's also possible to become addicted to them. Both sugar and caffeine have addictive properties, says Rouhani. Social programs have arisen alongside this. The biggest drinkers of energy drinks are adolescents, says Rouhani. In the UK and Europe, as many as 7 in 10 teens consume them, and 2 in 10 children. Rouhani points to evidence of multiple hospitalizations and deaths of children and adults that have been attributed to the consumption of energy drinks. It's outrageous that energy drink manufacturers deny targeting kids and youngsters, she says. The proof is on the can, many displaying colorful designs and childhood flavors like bubblegum and ice pop. Couple that with the hype sparked by TikTok influencers, and it's no wonder that kids and teens are obsessed with them. In the U.S., the FDA has not imposed specific restrictions or requirements on the sale or labeling of energy drinks. But the American Beverage Association's guidance for the responsible labeling and marketing of energy drinks does lay out some rules, including that energy drink packaging must declare the total amount of caffeine per drink, that they cannot be marketed at children, and that they cannot be labeled as dietary supplements. Adherence to these rules is voluntary, however, and 5% of energy drinks sold in the U.S. don't follow them. And given current rates of energy drink consumption among teenagers and children both in the U.S. and U.K., the efficacy of such rules is questionable. Given all of this, the most recent transition in the energy drink market can be seen as the most alarming, their transmogrification into health drinks, with brands such as Tenzing, Brio Yerbamate, and Perfect Ted flooding supermarket shelves. Hebe Van Bokel, founder of Tenzing, took inspiration for his brand from Sherpati, typically organic black tea with added yak butter and salt, making it rich in electrolytes, fat, and natural caffeine, as well as Tenzing Norgay, who, along with Edmund Hillary, became one of the first people to summit Everest in 1953. With Sherpas known for seemingly superhuman feats in oxygen-depleted death zones, the health connotations are clear. Marber, while not specifically addressing Tenzing, is clear that adding in healthy ingredients doesn't magically turn an energy drink into a health tonic. There is nothing wrong with some caffeine and sugar, but having lower amounts than other offerings doesn't make it healthy any more than adding nutrients does, he says. Again, it's down to consumer habits. I don't think there are unhealthy foods, more unhealthy habits. So an average quality drink here and there is fine, more often isn't, Marber says. Ultimately, Russell believes that empowering consumers to make better choices could be the solution to curbing potentially dangerous caffeine consumption. It's informing them as to why a cup of coffee or tea might be better than an energy drink, she says. Panera Bread has tried this. On October 30th, the brand added prominent warnings to its charged lemonade in stores and online, reading, Use in moderation, not recommended for children, people sensitive to caffeine, pregnant or nursing women. But the buzz around these other highly colored, high-powered drinks is showing no signs of slowing down. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at Wired.com science. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.